Thank you for joining us for the November 29th, 2020 service from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title is Awake, Alert, Anticipate. Our special music is soloist Stephanie Solterman performing Oh How a Rose, Air Blooming. The first scripture reading comes from 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 9. Second scripture reading comes from Mark 13, 24 through 37. We pray that you have a peaceful and joy-filled week and lift up prayers for you and yours that you are safe and healthy. God bless until we meet again next week. Let us prepare our hearts for the scripture reading, saying the prayer for illumination together. Holy God, hope and strength by the power of your spirit, prepare the way in our hearts for the coming of your word, so that we may see the glorious signs of your promise fulfilled through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The scripture reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-9. through 9. Let us listen to the word of God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace God has been given in Christ. Jesus, For in every way you have been enriched in him in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by him. You were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel lesson comes to us from Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. Let us listen to the word of God. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth, the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This, But about the day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, 
and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at a cock crow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. such a difficult 
uh, song to sing most and play, I think, because of the tempo. You can't tell it, but that tempo can really throw you off. And our singers and pianists are very talented. And I give thanks for that beautiful song to kind of give us a good beginning to our Advent. So I hope you all can share your thanks and gratitude for our musicians, as well as those who make sure that the sound works over uh, the internet. That's uh, the most tricky part of things as well. So to give us a little bit of a lesson, the word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming. That's what it means, coming. In the 6th century, Advent or coming wasn't Christ coming as a baby. That's what we think of today, right? But it actually referred to Christ's second coming in the clouds as the judge of the world. Know that scene that Christ tells us? And then in the Middle Ages, it was linked to Christ's first coming at Christmas. In the midst of a pandemic, I think it's actually really good for us to live into both. Because while on the one hand, Christ has already come as a child, this Christmas in particular, all are waiting for this world to be fixed. For sickness, and peril, and war, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we can spend it together. Those things will no longer exist, but Christ coming can fix those things. That's why this Advent, the coming we especially need this season, is the second coming of Christ, right? So today as we begin Advent, we live in the midst of a paradox, the already and not yet paradox of Advent. Jesus has already established the means through which we're drawn into relationship with God, but not yet do we live in complete communion with God. Already the realm of God is evident, but not yet is that realm fully established. While Christ was already born into this world today, we wait for the not yet, for Christ's second coming. That's what Advent is, already, but also not yet. While Advent literally means coming, it teaches us mostly about waiting. And so we wait, and we wait, and we wait. Some years ago, executives at a Houston airport faced a troubling customer relations issues. Passengers were complaining about the long waits at baggage claim. So in response, they increased baggage handlers working that shift. The plan worked. The average wait fell to eight minutes, well within industry benchmarks, but the complaints persisted. Puzzled, the airport executives undertook a more careful on-site analysis they found that it took passengers a minute to walk from their rival gates to baggage claim and seven more minutes 
to wait for their bags at the carousel. Roughly 88% of their time, in other words, was spent standing around waiting for the bags. So, the airport decided a new approach. Instead of reducing wait times, it moved the arrival gates away from the main terminal and routed bags to the outermost carousel. Passengers now had to walk six times longer to get their bags. Complaints dropped to near zero. The experience of waiting, whether for luggage or groceries, is defined only partly by the objective length of the wait. MIT researchers found that occupied time, like walking those 10 extra miles to the baggage claim, feels shorter than unoccupied time, standing, sitting there, waiting at the baggage carousel. Both are waiting. Research online has shown us that on average, people overestimate how long they've waited in line by about 36%. Feels like forever when you're just sitting there. This year, more than ever, we know a thing or two about waiting. With an unending pandemic, you'd think we'd be ready for Advent that asks us to wait. But no way are we ready to wait again. How many here put up Christmas decorations super early because you just wanted to push Thanksgiving aside and move to something happier, like Christmas? Recently, a psychologist told pastors in our presbytery that most of us are carrying anticipatory worry and grief. In March, we had no clue what we were in for, so what we're anticipating now is already worse in our heads. And especially as we look toward the holidays, anticipating Christmas by ourselves without family and those traditions that we so love, that anticipatory worry gives us grief and angst. We're already scared and then we're grieving the things that we're about to lose, the things we have lost. Even here in church, lighting candles and ringing bells in our own homes, it's not the same. So some of us might not even go to online Christmas Eve worship because it already hurts. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus' disciples are anxious. They want to know what will happen in the end times. And Jesus wakes them up with a bang. After that suffering, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and all of a sudden, he has their attention. He probably has ours as well. This is how many movie directors and story writers work. They start with an earthquake, then build to a climax. This is how the greatest action movies begin, like Speed or Lord of the Rings, Terminator, Avengers, Affinity War, Matrix. Fast and the Furious, they start off with that bang, and the action never lets up. So Jesus tells us things will go from bad to worse, that even when all the light goes out, the sun and the moon and the stars, he gives us a glimmer of hope. God's light will still find a way 
to shine through. When it looks like there's no more hope, no way out, that's when you'll see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, sending out the angels and gathering his elect from the four winds from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. He's got our attention. Now before the airline started making us walk 10 miles to get our baggage, Jesus gave us tricks to waiting for the second coming. His advice actually coincides with modern psychology. Jesus tells them that nobody knows the hour this will happen, and he tells them to stay alert, keep awake, to be ready. This time technique of Jesus is a clever tactic. In fact, people who wait in line less than they anticipated leave happier than those who uh, wait longer than expected. This is what Disney overestimates uh, wait times for rides. Did you know that? So that way, you're pleasantly surprised when you ascend a space mountain ahead of time. Cleverly, Jesus doesn't even give us a wait time. Now, this could backfire because we're impatient. The genius in it is that Jesus tells us to keep busy, to stay awake and alert, to anticipate, because Jesus' arrival could happen any day. And that's the real genius when waiting. It's like the kids, to be busy. Remember, occupied time, like waiting at that baggage claim, or like walking to the baggage claim, feels way shorter than unoccupied time. Like just sitting there. So one of the best things we can do as Christ followers is to stay busy. While waiting, if we do Christ's ministry in the world, if we stay awake and alert, then waiting for Christ's second coming won't feel like waiting at all. So that's our task right now. In this impossible season, is to be busy with ministry and life. It's what Christ tells his disciples in our lessons today. It's what the early disciples like Paul and others do. They endure the worst things like captivity and imprisonment, trials and suffering. You see the way they stay alert and keep awake doesn't act like they're waiting. doesn't act like they're struggling. In fact, we can learn something from Jim McGowan, who at the age of 19, he was stabbed and left paralyzed from the middle of his chest down. After his injury, Jim's confined to a wheelchair. He certainly could give up. For Jim, I would imagine a year could easily feel like 10. But 30 years after this injury, Jim made the news when he made a successful parachute jump landing on his target in the middle of a lake in the Poconos. When they were interviewing Jim, the news people learned that Jim keeps busy. Over these last 30 years, he now lives alone. He cooks his meals. He washes his clothes and cleans his house. He drives himself in a specially equipped car. Jim's written three books, and he did the photography for 
our country's first book on the history of wheelchair sports. Similarly, during Advent, Christ calls his disciples, he calls each one of us to keep busy, to keep awake and alert by keeping our minds and our hands busy doing Christ's work. Keep your attention to prayer, to scripture, to helping others even if it's from afar. That's our task as we wait for Christ's coming. For Christ is coming. The light will never go out in our world. The light of the world has come as a baby and is coming to change our world forever. Our job this Advent is to keep yourself alert and busy doing Christ's work. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this material inspiring, and would like to support our ministry here at First Love, from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You can also contribute through your financial institution through bill pay. And if an account number is necessary, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can join our live stream video of Sunday services, which start at 955 a.m. on Sunday at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks that's www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks we also have a Facebook page called Presbyterians with a Purpose at www.facebook.com dot com slash groups slash two two one seven six one three eight two two seven one one five three slash Presbyterians for a purpose is a group for anyone needing to get in contact with someone else during these challenging times. If you wish to attend our ten AM services on Sunday in person, please come in the north door. A nurse will take your temperature. The nurse will then press a button to open the door to limit touching surfaces. Another volunteer will open the inner door. While moving around, please wear your mask. Once seated, you can remove your mask. We pray you have a safe, joyful, and healthy week. 
God bless.